Hey, welcome back to I Wish I Was a Little Bit Taller. I am Amir, and Fergie will be joining us in a quick second. Just wanted to give you guys a what's going on on this episode. We're going to get all over the place. We're talking about George Mirasan. We're talking about Sean Kemp, Gary Payton. Is Chris Paul an MVP, MVP candidate? Is um, a little suspense on a potential suggestion of who Chris thinks might be a uh, MVP candidate. We get into our fictitious money, all the money Fergie's lost, all the money I'm rolling in, and so, so much more. So thank you for listening and enjoy the show. What's up, buddy? Chillin', chillin'. How you doing, homie, on a Friday night? Are you drinking away the night? Uh, I will be after this, yes. I don't want this to cloud my uh, my picks and everything. I feel like one or two drinks before you start this um, gets you a little bit loosened up, a little more emotional. Usually, I didn't usually get, used to get high before you came on, and so sometimes you get too high, and it would just be like, Wow, like he was like jello, like he just like melted away. Oh my goodness. Well, I just got home, played with the kids for a little bit, had some dinner, and I'm ready to uh, talk some shop. Okay, well, um, let's get right into the fake it till you make it. You, you, you uh, did not do well. Uh, you know, I hit a little, uh, hit a little roadblock there. <laughs> okay, well, so you started out with 11th Owl. And you bet the Cavs Pacers, you lost that one. You yep. had, uh, you picked the Cavs uh, and their Cavs are favored by seven or no, were given seven and they lost by like, I think it was like eight or something like that. Yeah, and didn't win that one. You picked the Suns over the Jazz and uh, they were actually given three and a half and they straight out one. And so you went 300 on that one. And then the Wiz, you picked a Wiz over the Bulls. And they were actually given five and a half and they lost. Or yeah. they won, but I think they didn't cover something. No, like they, they didn't, yeah, they didn't even, they, they lost. So I lost yeah. that one for sure. So you are basically down 200. So you go down to 10,800. Oh, not bad. I mean, yeah, for the fact that, you know, you kind of blew last week. <laughs> okay, you know, one and two. That's yeah, all right. Yeah, one and two. You know what? That's wasn't that one and two, one and three last week or something like that. So yeah. Uh, yeah. And then this week, I fucking swept. I went three and zero, oh, baby. Congratulations. I picked, I, I picked the wow. You know, it's so weird hearing congratulations on the other side. I never. Hey, did. You know, even a broken clock is right twice a day. <laughs> Um, I got the Kings over the Rockets. I had the Knicks over the uh, Raptors, and I had the Suns over the Nuggets. And two of the, the three actually they lost, but I was given I think eight points on one of or nine points, and I covered on both of those. So um, I go up. I've had two four uh, four hundred, so I go to nine thousand seven hundred. All right, making it a closer contest. I like yeah, it. Yeah. Not too bad. All right, let's get into the bets uh, we have for this coming week. So I think we decided to bet on all the four games for tomorrow that um, we have the spreads on that we decided on. So we have Phoenix versus Indy. Indy is favored by two and a half. 
Oh boy. Um, I believe I believe Phoenix. Did they play? Did they play today? I will tell you if they play tonight. They actually do play tonight. Ooh. Uh, hold on. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm looking up last week's last night's uh, tomorrow's schedule. They do not play tonight. All right. You know what? I'm actually, Phoenix- you know what? I take it back. I apologize. They played earlier tonight and they lost to Detroit in That's Detroit. Right. That's right. That was a bad. Uh, that was a bad loss to the yeah. miserable. Yeah. Pistons. Yeah, uh, you know I I do like the the Suns. I man, I, I've been watching some of their games, and I I do like their dynamic that they have. But uh, I'm gonna say on the road that they're gonna they're gonna fall to the Pacers. So what was the line? Pacers minus one or two? Two and a half. Two and a half. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Pacers uh, for two hundred. Two hundred. You know what? I'm gonna go the opposite. I think they they're gonna do the redemption thing for tomorrow. And I'm going to take the Phoenix and the two and a half. And I'm going to bet a hundred on that. Okay. All right. The next one we got is Atlanta playing Charlotte. Charlotte played tonight against, which would is an interesting matchup. Charlotte played the Pelicans. The Ball um, Brothers. The Ball Brothers, the first official NBA matchup. And actually, let's. I'm going to pull up their stat lines. Let's see how they did. Lamelo actually got the better of him tonight. See, I, I was running around all day today, so I missed all this. So let's see, what do you do? Lamelo ball. He almost had, had a triple double. Yeah, he had eleven rebounds, nine assists. Yeah, twelve points. He was one assist short. Wow, good for him. Um, Lonzo did nothing. Two for eight. Two rebounds, three assists. Yeah, he he was. He, Negative seven in his plus minus, whereas Ball was plus five. So good for him. Sorry, sorry, a question for you on that. Don't you think he would have come out with so much energy and excitement to, you know, get his passing going, to get in, get in the paint, and get some rebounds? Because, I mean, we're talking Lamelo just with the rebounds and the assists and coming off the bench. You know, not playing. You know, thirty-five, forty minutes or anything. Yep. It's crazy. I would have thought Lonzo would have come out and said, I am not letting my little brother outshine me. And immediately, first matchup between the two, and he got outshined. He's he's such an interesting player. He's like he doesn't like the limelight. And but he acts like he does off the court, but then on the court, he's just like he can kind of just blend into the game and not necessarily. He just looks like a guy that just runs up and down the court, you know. Whereas Lamelo likes the limelight, and so he does those crazy, you know, behind the back passes and stuff like that. But also like is productive when he plays. Even oh yeah, he is. What? How many games are they in? Like seven games into the season, you know. Well, you're thinking about it, like floating through a game. And you watch kind of when you watch Luca, right? He's always around the rim, getting defensive rebounds, using his length to his advantage. And you can already kind of see that with Lamella when he's in there. I mean, yep. sure, he's not like big and strong yet, but his length, he's in there, you know, getting rebounds and he's in the mix. And even if he's not scoring or he hasn't really learned how to, you know, shoot the ball tremendously well at this level yet, he's still making an impact for his team yep. in a lot of other ways. And I just was very surprised looking at kind of the stats and stuff. Obviously, I didn't watch the whole game, so maybe the the stats don't tell the whole picture. But um, I was very shocked that Lonzo would let his little brother dominate the limelight. I mean that that's a that's a huge ego boost right there for Lamelo and a and a bust for for Lonzo. In, in my opinion, you got to think 
where is his confidence level after this game? Thinking like, damn, I truly got outshined. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm looking at some of the highlights. It literally says, it's just the first couple says, LaMelo splashes step back three on Lonzo. LaMelo puts up a near triple-double versus brother Lonzo. It's like, I know you're a younger brother. You try to, when you play your brother, you fucking went at him. I saw those battles, but your brother wasn't putting, like, you. he wasn't like, oh, my little brother, I'm going to let him win. No, he was trying to beat your ass the entire time you guys were playing. Oh, absolutely. As an older brother, they, they do not want to let up. My brother did not want me to win. Uh, anytime we stepped on the court. Right? And so it's... Um, and even though you were way better than your brother, no shame to his game, but <laughs> basketball was not his sport. And you still, like... He still put in a fucking effort on the court. And, like... Yeah. So that was, was kind of talking to me tonight. Yeah. It's... it's, it's anyway, so um, that was a good one. So, okay. So tomorrow, they got Atlanta versus Charlotte. Um, and Atlanta is favored by four and a half. Uh, you know what? After uh, After a game tonight... I don't know if the Hawks played tonight, but I'm going to go with the Hawks minus four and a half for 300. Uh, Hawks for 300. Wow. Okay. Chris is going, he's trying to reclaim that money he lost. Um, You know what? I'm going to go do the same bets. I, I, uh, you know what? I'm actually going to take Charlotte. I will take Charlotte. I will take Charlotte because I feel like they're on a little high, especially since LaMelo, you know. And, dude, Hayward has been falling the last couple of games. Like, I feel like he got his little groove or, you know, his mentally he's back in. He's checked back in. So I'm going to actually take Charlotte I, I, with the four and a half, and I'm just going to bet 100 on that one. Well, this may be a really good spot for him to kind of resurrect that career a little bit after that terrible injury. When he came back, you know, I feel like – you know, Brown and, and Tatum basically took over that team and, you know, no offense to them because they're tremendous talents. And Hayward really got put into that third, fourth fiddle a little bit, even with Kemba there. So, you know, I, I really like that trade and getting him to a spot where he can shine again because before he got injured, I mean, he was talked about as one of the top 15, 20 guys in the league. So, Easy. yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It was great for him to see him doing this. I think um, another thing for him is – Maybe the, the spotlight was too big for him in Boston. You know, like you have to have some sort of, you have to have a little machismo, ego to be in that kind of spotlight. If you're playing for, for one of the, you know, legendary teams. Yeah, that's, that's true. It, you know, if it's in Charlotte, no one cares if Charlotte does well. If they make the playoffs, it's like, hurrah, you took the shitty team to the playoffs, you know? And so um, maybe that's just more of a comfort zone for him you know well Maybe. that's kind of cool he could take a he could take this young crew and uh under his wing a little bit and if, he, if he's the star on that team you know hey that's great maybe make an all-star yeah. team again or two and uh uh they can start making some noise doing something so yeah i think it's great for him yeah i mean he had 26 7 and 3 and then a couple of nights ago he didn't have like 30 some points something like that so he's 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 getting back on track there you all go. right so the next game for tomorrow is san antonio versus minnesota San Antonio is favored by six and a half. They beat the Lakers and they beat um, the Clippers uh, in two straight nights in L.A. So they're traveling to play Minnesota tomorrow. All right, your turn to pick first. They're favored by six and a half. Dude, they could not miss threes yesterday and the day before. So I'm going to roll with uh, San Antonio uh, for uh, tomorrow. And I'm going to bet – you know what? Because – Maybe the Lakers. I'm gonna bet about 200 on this one. So, all right, I'm gonna go with you on that one. I'm gonna also bet San Antonio for 200. Uh, okay. 
for a few reasons. I think San Antonio, uh, they're playing well together as a team right now, uh, taking open shots, hitting open shots. But I also think Minnesota just cannot defend the ball. So you match that with a team that has really a strong offense and takes quality shots. Uh, I think that's in for a long night for Minnesota. Okay. And I'm going to go 200 on that one. Yeah, I got you on that. And then the last matchup we are going to go is Orlando versus Dallas. It's oh, in Dallas, and they are Dallas is favored by six and a half. Um, like, with their team? <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to go. I'm going to go Dallas right now. Minus six and a half. They they got a nice win. Go <laughs> a nice a nice win last night. Uh, in overtime versus, you know, the Nuggets. I know the Nuggets are, are struggling, but still to come back in that game and uh, uh, yeah. win in overtime, they, they definitely played well. And then I think, you know, Orlando, we talked about that a little while back where they were going to start to get a few losses. And I can see a couple losses piling up here in a row. They're playing a pretty tough stretch about next seven or eight games. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think the Mavs, I'm going to go I'm going to go 200 for that one. 200 okay and since i just have to go against you whenever it's your team i'm gonna pick orlando and i'm gonna bet you know what i will bet 200 against you as well sounds good good Uh, luck to you uh and you know the one thing i will say against there's a lot of these teams that i keep looking at their schedule like they're playing fairly below average teams like orlando's schedule has been fairly soft they played Miami was the only team above 500 that they've won against. I guess the Cavs. I take it back. They played the Cavs back back. But, like, no one was expecting the Cavs to be this good or at least have a winning record. But the question is, do you think Mar- – uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Foltz Markel injury. Foltz? Mar- Markel Foltz injury, and he's out for the season with a torn ACL. Do you think that's yeah. going to affect them? Yeah, you know what? I definitely think it will. I mean, they had a little – uh, dynamic and a chemistry going on at the beginning with him. So sure. Is he playing like the number one pick uh, in the draft a few years ago? No, but he was a great piece that started the year off. Right. I think another person that's going to uh, uh, from a depth per, you know standpoint, that's going to hurt them throughout the year is Jonathan Isaac. He, I think he had a knee injury too. Isn't he out yeah, for the season? Out for the season too. Yeah. So he's, well, yeah, basically when, when you start getting into the season and, you know, depth becoming a, a bigger uh, importance for these teams, not having him in there, who was your starting power forward last year or the last couple of years. I mean, he's a great player as well. So, uh, you know, I definitely would start fading the magic um, if you're if you're betting them or looking at them uh, for the next 10, 15 games. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree, I agree. And then um, the other thing I was going to ask, well, I guess you covered what I was going to, for the most part, cover. But the other, um, the other topic I was going to cover is – so all these teams were being surprised by how well they're playing, right? Um, are you surprised at the improvement Chris Paul has made for the Phoenix Suns? And do you think he's underrated in the status that he's held within the league? Mm. Well, let me answer the first question. So am I surprised how much he's brought to the Suns and the improvement that made. No, I'm not surprised by that because uh, a veteran leader like himself teaming up with some young talent. Uh, no, I'm not surprised. I mean, when they got into the, into the gym in the off season, you see Booker working with Paul and uh, you know, when you're learning from a hall of fame type pro like Chris Paul, 
Uh, he's picking up some things in the offseason. He's picking up some things from a work ethic standpoint. Uh, Booker has all the talent in the world. So if he's, you know, taking some of the tutelage and, and putting it to work, uh, no, I'm not surprised. I, I think that was a, a great signing. I think we talked about that before the season even started that, um, you know, I really can can see that team, you know, making some some good noise as long as Aiton and Booker want to learn and be part of that process. Now, another player on that team, which I think really, you know, isn't getting much in much love, but makes a big difference is, uh, is Jay Crowder, man. Yeah. I mean, you add a, a dog like that to the team who, you know, he doesn't need much of the limelight, but just goes out with his lunch pail every night and he plays D he makes those corner threes, like nobody's business. Um, yeah, I, I like that team. Yeah. So I'm not surprised at what Paul's brought to the team. Um, are you surprised about that? I, I'm not surprised. Um, I didn't think they'd start off this good or this well, six and three, and they've played Dallas. They've played New Orleans. They've played Utah. They've played, I mean, these are teams they've beaten Denver. They've beaten Toronto, which is doing horrible, but we expect them to do well. They've lost to Sacramento, the Clippers, and Detroit. And, you know, that was a hiccup today, and it's an overtime. And, you know, you just never know. Like, every team has one of those flops against a, a shitty team that you should win but yep. i mean six and three to start the season against that decent opponents you know besides sacramento the rest of them we assumed were going to be playoff teams so um uh, I, i'm surprised at how well they're starting but i'm not surprised at how he's influenced the team yeah now now second question about is he underrated no, absolutely not. Look at his contract. No, no, no. But within the league, remember a couple of years ago when he was playing for Houston, they were like, he's got the worst contract, if not the second worst contract behind John Wall, because who's going to want a 37-year-old, $40 million player on their roster? But as soon as he left Houston, Houston's record plummeted. It didn't plummet, went down. OKC surprisingly makes the playoffs and plays really well in the playoffs and then he gets sent to Phoenix and Phoenix is doing well before that he got sent from you know New Orleans to the Clippers and dramatically changed that team yeah. um well I know I'll, his, yeah I'll, t- I'll tell you what I think it it truly depends on the team that he's on so when you're when you're looking at the contract and everybody's saying oh my god it's the worst contract yes because if you're on another team that has uh a superstar with a with a incredibly high contract as well. You can't bring in anybody else. So when you're talking about Phoenix, you have two guys that are the faces of the franchise before Paul got there, and Aiton and Booker that still are on basically their their rookie. Well, no, Booker contract. signed his max contract. Books Booker signed his max. He's a max contract for the he, rookie scale. Yeah, he signed last year. He's like five years, one hundred twenty nine million dollars, whatever it is that he signed. That's, that's still, I mean, that's still when you're thinking about, like in the, thinking about a superstar max. in yeah. the league, right? That's not the super max. So they're still at a pretty low uh, for the other superstars on the team, or you want to call it the stars on the team. They're still pretty good. So when you think about teaming him up with the right, uh, with the right uh, pair, that's a great spot for him. So the contract isn't terrible in Phoenix. In some other places, it's awful because it really handicaps who you can bring in as a, a third or a fourth, you know, scorer on the team. But he found a great fit in Phoenix, and uh, for the next couple of years, uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's awesome. Well, see, I, like I agree with that idea, but 
every team he's gone to, he's made better. He went from New Orleans, they went from having a 46 and 36 record to the year after 21 and 45. So they, they significant difference when he's not there. Okay. Go to the Clippers, they were 32 and 50. He took them to 40 and 26, and they just kept getting better and better. And when he was with the Clippers, they had a couple of max contract players, right? They had Blake and they had DeAndre. And then he goes to OKC and improves OKC, even though they lost Westbrook and they lost uh, PG, what are we calling him, eight now? <laughs> no, no, no. He's up, he's up to 11. He's playing well. I got to give him some props. And then now he goes, to, he goes to the Suns and he dramatically improves them right off the bat. So I'm not saying that he can just play with anybody, it seems like, and he could just make that team better, you know? Well, he's, here's the thing. He's a point guard that has the ball all the time. So, you know, he, he's going to be able to facilitate and see. And he's, yeah, he's a great player. Now, am I a huge Chris Paul fan? No, I oh, don't no, like, I don't how, like I don't how he dribbles the ball for 20 seconds every yeah. possession. Yeah. And it bugs the, the shit out of me. But can I argue that he's fantastic? I mean, what he does. And uh, he even proved last year at the end of the year. I mean, he's not over the hill. That, that guy still has a lot of game left in. And he's showing it. So, um, hey, props to him for for taking another team, just like you said, and, and having some success. So okay. it, it is showing that he's a proven winner. Let he's me ask just got to get yeah. over the hump and win a chip now. Yeah, that's the thing. Can he win it? But let me ask you this. Would you rather, since we always play comparisons, would you rather, if you were starting a franchise, CP3 or Harden? Uh, CP3. See, that's that's most people I think would go the other way. For sure, when he was on Houston, they were everyone was gonna go Harden's way, right? Well, here's the thing. I just watching so many years, I mean, I guess if you're talking about winning a championship, I do think CP three makes his team better. I mean, from a defensive standpoint, from a assist standpoint, from a like clutch shooting. I mean, looking this year, I was looking up He's averaging 8.3 assists per game and only 1.8 turnover a game this year. I mean, that that is making your team better. So, oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, Harden's going to put up the numbers and stuff, but all the other guys just stand around the perimeter and just wait for them to get their potential shots. So I absolutely think CP3 makes his team more, you know, more relevant and a lot better than, uh, than Harden does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, cool. All right, so going from there... Uh, Adam Silver recent in his recent interview said um, the possibility of expanding to 32 teams from 30. So adding two teams, where do you think those two teams should go? Or where cities do you think those two teams will go? Uh, one, I absolutely think Seattle is going to get a team back. The, fan, the fans there and the city just craves it and was great. You know, to the Supersonics, I I cannot see how you would not put a team back in Seattle where you already have a fan base ready to jump back in with your team. That's the first one that I think. How about you? Where do you think? I think for sure. I think Seattle is a lock. I think it was a disgrace that the owner that bought the team moved them to OKC even and blatantly lied through the entire process. Um, and he didn't get fined or anything. Um they definitely deserve it. They built a new stadium. Um, they're ready to go. Um, the 
other team, where do you think the other city should be? So I, I got one crazy one, but do you have an idea of, of where you I, I think it should be Vegas. I was going to say the same yeah. thing. <laughs> I was going to say what? With the Raiders going there, um, I think for so long they – and I don't know if they were just trying to avoid it or, or whatnot, but bringing a professional team to Vegas. Now the, the Raiders have kind of broken through. Yeah. Um, what's, what's stopping them from having a, a professional team there? And my gosh, you, you have enough people that are visiting there all the time. You go watch a game. You're seeing they got the hockey team now. You got the Raiders. Yeah. It's just a matter of time yeah. before they get their crack at it too. So I think what's going to happen is it, those two exact cities that we're talking are going to get them. And what's going to happen is two teams that are in the Western Conference now are going to move over to the East. Now, mm. the question is which teams? I think it should be Memphis and Minnesota. I can see but, that. But I've heard discussions where uh, New Orleans is a possibility. The only reason I think Memphis should be and Minnesota is Minnesota, I feel like, is in that realm with Chicago and Indiana and kind of seems like that. Yep. And then um, Memphis was originally Vancouver. They went all the way across the country. And they're closer to, like, you know, Cleveland and uh, Pittsburgh, all that stuff. And then New Orleans at least is closer to Houston. So it's like, it's a pretty quick flight back and forth between those, you know. And yep. so it's basically split right down the middle. But Yeah, that'd be interesting. But I tell you what, that would be that would be a lot of fun. Um, seeing two new teams on there. So question for you, did they talk about, how would that work now? I can't remember with the expansion teams. I think what it was is they basically, you put, a, there's like, I think four or five players that you lock up as a team, each team. And then you basically, the rest of your roster is open for them to pick from. Wow. Something along those lines. If I remember correctly, that's how it was when they did uh, the Vancouver and Toronto, what was it, in the early 90, 89, whatever it was, or Miami uh, early, late in the 80s. I think that's they what should, They should just get, you know what, they should just get the number one pick and the number two pick for one year, and then the following year, the number one pick and the number two pick. Yeah, or you do like maybe for the first three years they get the first, and then next year they get the second, and the next year they get the third. And then, and then, but then you also have to build a team from other teams, right? So yeah. I think that's what they do is that they give you, each team has to give up a certain amount of players open for them yeah. to kind of draft from, I guess, something like okay. that. That'd be kind of fun though. Once if that if that does happen and we ever get the uh, who's available game, that'd be a fun thing. Yeah. To <laughs> who would you rather give up? You yeah. Know? It would like, for example, who would you rather give up, LeBron or AD? You know, like if you had to. Well, they're not going to give up one of those guys. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, if if like it came to that point, it's like you have to give LeBron. up one of the players. LeBron, right now. You would give up LeBron right now over AD. Well, if you're the Lakers, I think absolutely AD. You could have him for the next 10, 12 years. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. That's a tough one because. With LeBron, you're guaranteed the finals. It just seems like you're guaranteed the finals with LeBron. Yeah, but big picture though, you truly I mean, they're they're thinking when they signed AD, they want him to be the next person that they pass yeah. the No, I agree. I agree. So, I agree. I'm just I'm just saying, you know, in the other realm. Um yeah. so speaking of speaking of Chris Paul, you were talking about uh, you know, how solid he is of a player. I have a question for you. So I was listening um, to a, to a couple of sports talk radio and somebody came up and said Bradley Beal should definitely be an MVP candidate. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, you know, he's the best player on their team. Uh, and they have Westbrook on that team, which was an MVP player, what, 
couple of years ago. Um, ah, that's a tough one. Uh, let me look, I'm look, pulling up his stat line. I want to see if I can justify, because they don't even have a winning record. They're two and seven. So you no. can't be an MVP candidate if, you're two, if your team's two and seven. Thank you. I, I completely agree. When your team is out of the playoffs and not relevant at all, I, I don't see how you can possibly be an MVP candidate uh, or top five contender when you're just putting up numbers. Now, don't get me wrong. He is solid. He has all the tools, you know, as an all-star. And I hope for him at some point in time that maybe he does get traded or he can, uh, you know, get a, a core group of guys around him to where they can showcase his, his talents and actually make some, some noise in the playoffs because he's got so much talent. Mm-hmm. Agree. I Like, they're two and seven. So, <laughs> and I'm looking at he, he's 34 points. Uh, five rebounds, four assists, a steal and a half, and half, you know, with three turnovers a game. That's that's a pretty amazing stat line. Um, and it's- I, I just had to laugh. I was like, when I forget who it was, I said that though, and I was like, you are just trying to have a hot take and have people yeah, yeah. clickbait type stuff. Yeah, I would, I mean, if the, that's a real question, then Chris Paul is definitely in the uh, running for the MVP. Yeah, don't forget about my pick preseason. Dame Lillard's averaging twenty-seven. Lillard, yeah, the ball. And, uh, look, if did we didn't make a bet on that, did we? No, but you picked Luca, and I picked Dame Lillard. Okay, well, next week maybe I'll find out what the odds are, and then if you want to still take that bet, we can do All right. that. Fair um, and then now we're leading to what time is it? Game time. Woo! There we go. All right, this one is. Guess the number. So the idea is I'm going to give you a player okay. and the team they played for. You tell me the jersey number they rocked, okay? Oh, my God. You, know how, I, you know how I hate these games, man. Damn. <laughs> this is going to be another shoe game for you? <laughs> I sure hope not, but we're going to give it a run, and I'm going to let everybody laugh at me for the next 10 minutes. The ones I'm asking you, I already know the answer to. So I, like, I didn't have to look it up. I okay. already knew. Okay. So right, I don't know right. if you did the same thing or not, but okay. Um, I'll start. For example, not for example, your first one. Gary Payton for Seattle Supersonics. Number 20. There you go. There you go, Chris. What I'm talking about. All right. <laughs> I got one for you now. Yours is going to be like the bench player from about four years ago on Dallas. No, 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 no. no. I'm going to go uh, some anti Laker teams. Okay? okay. We got Bill Lambeer for the Pistons. Bill Lambier. You know, can I tell you a side story? I know his daughter. She used to live in a, in the area in Venice, and we used to see her all the time. And she's the nicest person in the fucking world. Like, truly. And, like, if she knows you, she has your back through and through and through. I still couldn't stand her because of her dad. <laughs> Every time I saw her, I'm like... Oh, fucking, why does your last name have to be Lambier? Like, I could have liked you. We could have been friends. Right? <laughs> um, Bill Lambier. Honestly, it, I feel like it's got to be 13, but even though I don't think it's 13. What is it? No, it's number 40. 40, that's what it was. That's what it was. So, okay, 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 okay. I missed that one. All right. Um, Sean Kemp. 
Number 40. There you go. <laughs> I should have gone with my own answer. <laughs> there you go. Yes, Sean Kemp, man. Oh, Just, the original Rain Man. Hey, that, that guy is funny. I, uh, my son, obviously, he's getting into basketball a lot, so he wants to you know, learn about the players and all that stuff. So when he's watching people dunk and I tell him about some of the great dunkers of all the time, he always asks me, can I, can I see them dunk? So I pull up YouTube videos and I showed him some of Sean Camp and uh, uh, it's hilarious. Some of the older players, him watching them dunk, it's, uh, it's pretty classic, his response. His dunks were not just beautiful as he finished, but his finish after it, like his mannerisms, like pointing to the guy on the ground or like, you know, just like dabbing the guy after he dunked on you. Like just oh, yeah. all of like the, the whatever charisma that came off of it. So for right, sure. you. All right, next one. Uh, we got Clyde Drexler. <laughs> You're fucking kidding me. <laughs> 22, and I have the CS on my list too. <laughs> Great minds think alike. Clyde the Glide, number Clyde, 22. I, I literally have a Clyde the Glide Drexler. <laughs> well done, sir. Okay, how about this? I, I'll, I'll throw you his sidekick, uh, Porter, Terry Porter. Number 30. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you All right, go. I, I got a, I got another good one here for you. Let's see okay. about your uh, your deep knowledge of the game. Okay. George Mirasan for the Bullets. Uh, forty four. Ah, I got that one. <laughs> oh, you did it. It's forty four. Seven. What is it? Seventy seven. Ah, oh, you're right. I thought ah. Oh. <laughs> It was like one of those like odd random fucking. Hey, good, good try though. But hey, for an extra bonus point, can you spell his first name? No, I couldn't spell it. I couldn't pronounce it. You know, I couldn't pronounce it. So, oh, that's funny. Hey, good call to forty-four. But yep, seventy-seven. Could you have pronounced? Could you have spelt it if you didn't see it? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is coming from the guy that used to cheat off the guy that he's talking to. So. Did not happen. That's not going on radio. Okay. Um, okay. Um, here we go. Vince Carter. Oh, 15, baby. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. 15, okay. 15. Okay. All right. I got another one for you. Uh, oh, we're going to go with your team, Jerry West. 44. All right, very good. That, very one, good. I, that one, if there was a 44, see, somehow there was a 44. Oh, I, wanted to give you, I wanted to give you a, a nice lob right there. You know what? I will throw you one last one. Let's see if you remember who um, Vlade was for Sacramento. Ooh, Vlade. Man, I used to watch all those games with the the Lakers and the Kings when uh, you and John were going crazy. Oh man, Flade, this is gonna kill me. Twenty one. Uh, he was was he twenty one on twenty one? That's right. Sacramento, or was he twelve still on? He was twenty one. You called it. That's what I'm talking you about. It. Well, right. I thought it, honestly, in my mind, I'm like, it was 12, but no, it was 21. You're right. You're absolutely All right. right. I got one last one for you here. Okay. So we were talking about him a couple of pods ago uh, about would you, who would you rather take? Grant Hill. What team? It doesn't matter. I think he was the same for his whole 33. 33. There you go. Yeah. What about uh, Penny? Number one. Yeah. He was my favorite. Honestly, out of all those guys from that era – 
Uh, he was one of my favorites. Penny, yeah, he was fun to watch, man. He had a lot yeah. of talent. Yeah, yeah. He's the head coach of Memphis now, so that's crazy. Yeah. See him. Well, hey, I didn't embarrass myself this time during the no, game. No, you actually won. It, we reversed roles. I won the uh, bets, and you won the game. That's a- <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> roles. Fantastic. At least no one's been swept in both in uh, on an episode. So at least that'll be me next week. So, well, yeah, yeah. Dream the fuck on. So if you know I'm gonna fucking sweep them next week, let us know. If you think Chris is wrong that he's gonna sweep me next week, let us know. Thank you for listening. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. Peace out.